Hello and welcome to the My Favourite Film Podcast with me, your host, Gav Smith, and me, Gary Coleman. Before we get into this week's show, which is about up in the air, let's do the normal contact information. Oh, do you know what, Gary? I think I I will let you just do it all this week because I'm feeling really lazy. Really? So go on. Tell wow. us, how do you get in touch with us here at the podcast? This, the level of responsibility. I've never been given this responsibility before. Let's not I, muck it up. I feel so, you promotion. Thank you very much. Uh, so here we go. Uh, we're on email. And our email is myfavoritefilmpodcasts at gmail.com. Yes. We're on Twitter at myfavoritefilm. You can get us on Instagram at my favorite film podcast and we're also on facebook uh if you go over to facebook and just search for my favorite film you'll find our page where we tell you all about our podcasts and you'll also find a community group as well if you go into groups uh, where you can talk to us and you can tell us what you think about our podcasts be polite uh and then finally if you forgot all of those things uh we have a website and our website is guess <laughs> you're right www dot my favorite film dot com there we Brilliant. go awesome. that sounded good from the toilet because that's where i've been um <laughs> <laughs> but how can they support us everyone's showing how can we support you guys oh, well, yeah? obviously best way of doing it would be if you can send a check just written to cash oh, no, um, oh, sorry sorry oh, no. sorry no. Um, the best way of doing it is if you pop on over to Apple Podcasts, to Spotify, or to Good Pods. All those platforms let you leave a five-star rating and review. And trust me, those five-star ratings and reviews work in some really crazy algorithm thing. And just the five-star rating. If it's not a five-star, just, just jog on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Actually, I believe the reviews help as well. So actually, give us a review. Let us know what you think. Put that yeah. in there. Let other people know what you think as well. Let's know if it's good. Yeah. And hopefully other people will then want to yeah. listen to the podcast as well, which means we can still keep going. That's the yes. main thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah absolutely. Be um, honest in those reviews. Be honest. Yeah. You know, brilliant, awesome. All those words, just chuck them all in there. Yeah, absolutely. Best, best podcast ever, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this week we were talking to Joe Ball um, about – the film Up in the Air, which is a George Clooney film. I think that's yes. one way of describing it. Um, interesting film. It was an interesting conversation as well. I will apologise in advance for audio issues. Joe came to us from a restaurant because uh, it was the only place he'd get Wi-Fi. Um, yes. So there's a lot of background noise. And I'm sitting in a shed. Joe's, <laughs> Joe's in this big, swanky restaurant. We live very different lives. I'm in Absolutely. a shed. Where, where, where are you? Where are you? I'm, I'm up in the, the attic of the house, um, which is where I, I live. There's a few clinking of plates and a few chicken buses, I think. I think there, I think there was it's a birthday fun. party nearby. I'm sure someone sings at some point, but um, it's quite noisy. But you can hear Joe very well over it, and he talks very well about this film. He what do you think up in the air? Uh, it's a, it's a good film. I'm really pleased that Joe introduced. I hadn't seen it before, nope. and I'm very pleased that Joe introduced us to the film. Uh, this really, no, we keep talking about this, but this really is a this like book club. This is film club, and it's a film that I would have missed if Joe hadn't recommended. I watched the film, and it's worth a watch. So yeah. if you haven't seen the film, go off and watch it now. Pause this, watch it, and then come back and join in the conversation with Joe. Absolutely. If you haven't watched it, it is definitely worthwhile watching. Um, as I think. Gary said it's 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 one of those films that you will be glad you've seen it may not become your favorite film but it'll be you'll be glad you've seen it uh and it won I was Oscars and things didn't it won a bunch of awards I'm sure it won some awards yeah definitely um and as always it is a spoiler filled talk so if you haven't seen it it's going to spoil it for you if you listen to the rest of this so here is our chat with Joe about up in the air Last year, I flew 350,000 miles. All the things you probably hate about traveling are warm reminders that I am home. Uh, hello, Joe. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Very nice of you to come on. Thanks very much. Um, so tonight we're going to talk about uh, George Clooney in Up in the Air, Jason Reitman, Reitman film. They said Reitman there. don't know who he is. Um, before we start that, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, your relationship with film, that type of thing? Yeah, uh, my name is Joe Bort. I'm a, I'm a filmmaker and a, and, and a comedian. I, I do both, and I've been doing both alongside each other for about about 16 years, I think. Um, I studied film and, and animation um, 
a while ago, maybe 20 years ago. Uh, and then had an animation sort of do the film festivals. And then actually when it played at Edinburgh Film Festival, I went to the Edinburgh um, Comedy Festival and then sort of fell in love with, with comedy. So sort of been doing it alongside each other for about about 20 years, I would say. Excellent. Cool. Um, so up in the air, uh, it's probably going to be, I don't know how easy this is going to be for you, but do you think you could give us a, a quick sort of plot synopsis? Tell us a little bit about the film. What, what's it all about, in your opinion? There's so many themes, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Um, that's why I don't think the trailers give it justice, and I think people interpret it in different ways. It's funny you said a George Clooney film. I think, I think the fact that it is a George Clooney film distracts from it. Possibly, yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's brilliant in it. But how, well, how would I describe the film? The film uh, is about uh, a man in his 40s who's living a perceived luxurious life, travelling by aeroplane to do his job. And he's happy. And it seems like he's happy. But I think along the way, he realises that he's not so happy, that it's quite a lonely existence. And, uh, and, and, and this comes to play... Uh, when he is uh, joined by a young 20-something, 23-year-old, I think she is. She plays a 23-year-old. Uh, sort of um, uh, uh, a, a new... Oh, my hummus has arrived. Sorry. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, uh, um, a, a sort of young woman who joins the company who has some radical ideas um, and that sort of disrupts his, his life. And it's, I think it's beautiful. I think it's funny. I think it's tragic. His job, by the way, is that he has to fire people. Um, and it came out around the time uh, of the financial crash. So it, it was very important, I think. And it's a, it's a, I mean, I'll go into why I love it so much later on. There's a mix of, of styles and themes, and there's many reasons why I love it. Right. That, 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 I think that probably does a good synopsis of it, because it, it is, when I was watching it, I was thinking, how do you do a synopsis of this film and make it sound like something wants to someone wants to watch because actually if you think about what it is it's about a guy who travels around the world around the america um firing people that that's basically what it's about if you think about it and that's, think, that's not interesting I think most people would have watched it going oh it's a george clooney film yeah i'll, I'll yeah. watch george clooney <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then they're in this kind of almost indie mentality film it's a very different film isn't it yeah, yeah it's very it's very indie um and he i mean he is so charismatic mm. it should be illegal um, <laughs> um so obviously that that helps, but I think in a, yeah, in a way it sort of distracts from uh, everything else in the film in some ways. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it probably so, does. Yeah, because uh, actually it was something that, that you said, Gary. Was you said um, if Jason Bateman's rules and George Clooney's rules well, were swapped over, it would have been. I mean, a- I really, I had, I'd never seen this film uh, until Joe recommended it. I'm really pleased he did. I, I'm really, I'm really pleased I saw the film. Um, the thing that so and I and I like the story and I liked you know much of the story and I, and, I, and I like much of the script. But the thing I just thought was that if George, the Jason and Jason Bateman would have, I, in my for my taste, would have played the lead, is sort of down and down as not down as look, but you know if he'd play the lead better than this drop dead gorgeous as George just said, <laughs> George Clooney. I mean, how can you? You know, George Clooney is just George Clooney, but yeah, but yeah I, I George Clooney is also an amazing actor as well. Isn't he? It also did really well. I think it was nominated for like six yeah. Academy Awards. Oh yeah. my word! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it won, uh, uh, you know, it won a few as well. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I just think there's so many themes in it, and I think yeah. uh, Gary, I don't know if it's because you're a comedian. The re- I, I think it really resonated with me because I do stand up, and I think it just stuck. It's it sticks with me. There's a lot of themes and messages that really stick with me and, and the reason why I sort of can't forget it um, it's the, the idea of this sort of job where you have to have to travel and, it, and it's it's seen as as, as luxurious um, yeah. and as a job that anyone would want and but under the surface surface they, you know there's there's tragedy and I, and I love that I love that when there is a, a comedy and a tragedy playing against each other yeah I suppose that that brings us then to the next question which is Whenever I ask it, everyone goes, that's a loaded question. Uh, in fact, Gary did as soon as I asked him. It's, it, why is this your favourite film? Yeah, yeah, probably that, that is why. I think um, because I 
because it really resonated with me. Yeah. So many themes, you know, I was thinking about it recently and, and there is, you know, there's um, there's this job that he's got that's very similar to stand-up yeah. where he's sort of having to travel and um, you go through periods doing stand-up of, of um, you know, it, it being incredible and it being very lonely. Um, it's uh, it's also very cinematic. It's it's very beautiful. The shots from from the air and there's some beautiful sequences. Yeah. The dialogue, the dialogue is just right. It's it's it, there's not there's not too much. There's there's just the right amount. There's some incredible scenes um, that sort of get you thinking. You know, there's moments where it's about the amount of stuff. There's a lot of in it about uh, one of his jobs. Sorry, there's a lot of noise in the background. <laughs> Um, Just a little bit. <laughs> the conga comes Sorry. past. Hello. <laughs> um, uh, his job, George Clooney's character's job, one of his jobs, uh, is is a motivational talker, and he talks about stuff, and you don't need stuff. And I'm I'm constantly mm. in that debate. You know, I'm a bit of a hoarder. Um, and that that sort of um, it, it just gets you thinking, and it's and that was an important theme. Uh, I think you know there's some there's some really funny moments, and then, you know also his relationship with his family is 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 sort of quite interesting, and and I saw I think everyone sort of struggles in some ways with the relationship with their with their family, and um, there's a bit of that in there, and and uh, it's, yeah, there's just um, there's so many themes, and 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 also the the whole idea of sort of the job of having to fire someone is yeah is um. Is, is interesting and some yeah. of those scenes i think are really i think they they, they were real i think there were some doc, what i love about the film as well is there's so many different styles in there so there's some which are clearly sort of improvised and real yeah where people people are talking about being fired yeah um and there's so much truth in there that is um poignant and emotional and and actually quite funny zach galifianakis mm. you know play, does a does a bit where it just feels so real, and for me, comedy works so well when there is a truth attached to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm so pretentious. I think that was one of the funniest. For me, it was one of the funniest. It's very early in the film where Zach is being fired. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. He cut, 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 and he cuts him on a roof with a sniper rifle. It's just, yeah, it yeah. Funny little bit, wasn't it? Well, the desperate. Yeah. Uh, when you're desperate, that is funny, I think. And and yeah, there's a there's a there's a lot of that. In there, when characters are sort of stretched to the limit, which they are in this film, and also I love—I've got a lot of favourite films, and it's a really tough question. Yeah. Um, as you know, what's your favourite film? But I like saying this because it gets the reaction that it's just got of people yeah. going, "Really?" I think when I tell everyone, they go, "Really?" I don't think I've seen that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that's what I love um, because uh, it's, it's underrated. It's probably the yes. most underrated film. Yeah, and it's bizarre because obviously it did, it did win six. Oh, sorry, it was nominated for six Oscars, and you can yeah, think of a film that must have been that big. Why is it so underrated? I, I, I must admit, I hadn't heard of it. I mean, when um, when, when when Joe said that he wanted to, to, to discuss his film, this is his favorite film, and he said up in the air, I thought I loved that film, but I was thinking of the guy with the balloon, the little <laughs> Pixar. I honestly thought the Pixar cartoon. I thought I love that film. I can't wait to watch that again. <laughs> and then I saw it. Oh, hang on. I, but also, no, I do. No. I was actually I was at the London Screenwriters Festival, and there was, there was like a scriptwriting guru was talking about brilliant films, and he kept referencing this film up in the air, and he kept showing clips from the film, and I still didn't watch it. And I watched these clips, going, "That looks brilliant. That looks brilliant. That looks brilliant." And I still didn't get around to watch it. So I'm just really pleased Joel forced me to watch it. At <laughs> 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 gunpoint. At gunpoint. At Homer's point. Um, Homer's point. <laughs> Asians, they pack light, travel efficiently, and they got a thing for slip-on shoes, God love them. That's racist. I'm like my mother, I stereotype. How often do you go back to watching this film? Is this one that you watch on a regular basis? Is it a rainy Sunday afternoon film? What type of mood are you going to be in to watch it? I go back to the soundtrack a lot. Right. Um, and also, it's got a brilliant, it's got a beautiful soundtrack. It has, yeah. Um, yeah. I go back. I mean, I, you you can dip. You, you you can go back to it. It's one of those films that, yeah, um, you know, uh, is is quite light. At the same time as dealing with a lot of issues, I think it's one of those ones that is very entertaining. So it is one that, you know, my, probably my film that I dip into the most. Yeah. And rewatch the most mm. is something like This Is Forty or Dumb and Dumber. Right. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Light comedies where you always mm. feel like you're in the mood. Yeah. 
Um, whereas this is sort of a bit more, it's not, um, you know, it's entertaining and it's light, but it's, it's also a thinker. But, yeah. Um, it's, um, yeah. When, did, when did you first watch the film? Because the film came out in 2009, so it's quite an old film now. Did you, did you watch it back in 2009 or did you discover it later? Yeah, I think I did. I, I, did. I watched it when it came out. I think. Right. And it really resonated then because I, I just started, I, you know, it was quite new to stand up and doing the rows. And um, it was, um, yeah, really, um, it really resonated. Because I, I was wondering what it was, what it would be like watching the film at a different stage in your life as the audience. So when I watched the film, you know, I was watching it as a, as a, as a bloke who's married with a couple of kids and, you know, very much settled down. Although when I was younger, I had a very, you know, my lifestyle wasn't, as you've described, just I was much more sort of itinerant, just traveling around. I wonder if you're an audience member watching it when you're younger and you're, you're sort of embracing that lifestyle, whether it's a different experience to watching it when you're much older and you've yeah. sort of settled down. I wonder how that, does yeah, that have an impact at all? You single yeah, when you I, the first time off? Uh, I, no, no, I, I think I just... Uh, can't remember. Yeah, no, I, I can't remember. <laughs> I think I might have been just starting a relationship, just starting. Uh, I think I might have been dating, um, but I think it was, you know, I I do think probably you would think differently if you were younger watching this. But that's this is what I like is that not just the young, not just Clooney is good. I think they've got mm. a lot of characters in there, a lot of really good characters in there. Yeah. Young, the young character is brilliant. Um, uh, is it Anna Kendrick? Yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, and, and 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 obviously Clooney is good. He's in his forties, and they've got yeah. there's a really his partner, uh, no, the, the woman he's sort of dating. Yeah, it turns out I don't know if I give it away, but it turns out no spoilers are fine. We do Go for it. Spoilers <laughs> are fine. They, she, she's having an affair, but um, and she is she is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, that's not that's, that's another reason to like it. You know, <laughs> um, if that's important. But uh, and, and and having a role, I you know you don't see many good roles for older women. Not old, not that she's older, but women in their forties in Hollywood, possibly mm. you could argue at that time anyway. Um, so there's there's quite a few roles in there, and I think people could enjoy it in different ways. And I think it is one for like older audiences as well as younger audiences. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely the sort of generation. Intergenerational, isn't it? Because yeah. Anna Kendrick plays a very young twenty-year-old, and then yeah. there was a lovely scene when they were yeah. sat in a hotel, and she's talking, she's kind of bonding with uh, George Clooney and his lover, really. Yeah, and mm. she talks to them; they're all kind of like bonding as they think as friends. And then she yeah. refers to like like my mum and dad or something. Yes, it's yeah. Really little, George Clooney just kind of gives a little sideways, brilliant little sideways look. It's a big laugh. As, uh, he does it a Clooney yeah, look, doesn't a, he? <laughs> there's a lovely moment where she's on the phone as well to her boyfriend. And, uh, and you don't, it's such good writing because you don't hear what the boyfriend is saying. Yeah. But you just hear her responses. Um, and uh, it's, it's in the trailer where she where she says, um, she says, no, no, I don't even think about, like, I don't even think about him like that. No, he's like, a, he's like an old man or he's like my dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, and he just turns. Um, yeah. That was it. Maybe that's the moment. Beautiful dialogue. Yeah. yeah beautiful dialogue. It, is, it is all the, the bits like that are all nicely put together. And I think, having one side of a telephone conversation always makes it a little bit more point as to what they're trying to get at. Cause you don't need to hear what the other person's saying. You can guess exactly what they're saying and how the conversation might be going. Bit yeah. of trivia, movie trivia. Ashton, uh, Ashton Kutcher played yeah. her boyfriend uncredited. And I don't actually think you hear him speak at any point. You see no him, you see him in the, he drops her off at the airport, doesn't he? Yeah, because there's a moment in the airport Ashton where she Kutch. hugs someone. Yeah, yeah. wow, yeah. there you go. That's an un- a good, un- that. a good bit of movie trivia there. Well done. <laughs> um, we're kind of doing this in a bit of sections. So the next section is going to be cast and crew. So I'm going to talk a little bit about director, the actors in it, and that type of thing. So Jason, I'm going to say it right, right now. Yeah, because um, I think that's how they pronounce it. Obviously, son of Ivan. Um, who, you know, if you, if you look at his dad's career in the 80s and 90s and the films that he put out, it's yeah, absolutely wow. unbelievable. Um, but had you seen anything that he'd done before? Because before this, he'd done Thank You for Smoking and Juno. Juno, so, yeah, I love Juno. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, like, this is another thing I should mention. Um, a big thing for me, I think, 
which makes a film is the tone. And it's quite mm. a similar tone to, to Juno, actually. Um, also, all I'm thinking of is the words Plinky Plunky. It's got sort of, um, it's sort of gentle, um, Plinky Plunky music. Yeah. Sort of quite, it's quite cool, but not offensively cool. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's a really nice, it's a nice sort of gentle tone. And I, I think that's why I like him. I think he's, when I'm making films, I think tone is really, really important. Even though the stylistically this film changes throughout yeah. really mm. interestingly mm. i think it's quite consistent with its tone yeah um, and that's why uh, and that's one of the reasons why I, I really love it and i'd seen juno um i didn't watch this because of the uh the director though but right um he has yeah, he's made some brilliant films yeah yeah as well. yeah and we went on to what tully after this which is yeah an unbelievable film. If you've seen that Tom Hanks, where he's landing the, the plane on the the river, based yeah, on the true yeah, story. Sadly, yeah. that, that's an amazing one. That one. Um, and of course, just recently, Ghostbusters Afterlife. So, following, yeah. following his dad's footsteps and doing more Ghostbusters. So, yeah, yeah. He, he manages to use um, you know big names, but also kind of fit them into indie films mm, and make yes. it look like an indie film. Yeah, absolutely. Um, even though obviously they're still quite high budget. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I mean, do you do you rate you rate him as a director? Then you think he's he's got an, a kind of interesting sort of career he's marked out for himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. As I said, like I think he deals with tone very well. I think the performances uh, are, um, are brilliant. He clearly can, can pick a good script, or you know, I think he did pick this. Book is developed from a book, and then he got yeah. various people. Various people had writ, written on it, and then he he is credited as the writer. But he is, yeah, yeah. Um, but he's a uh, you know he obviously. I think they do say that seventy five percent of a film is casting, and it's he always. You know the films that he's worked on have always stars people that I love. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, and he knows sort of what he's doing with the camera. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, um, I, I wouldn't. I would I don't know if I'd call him like an auteur. I don't know if his films will sort of have a, a style, but um, I suppose gent, gentle. Yeah, probably. Well, I was going to say because I haven't watched an awful lot of his his dad's films. Um, yeah. Growing up, when I did, probably the same time as you guys in the eighties and nineties, you know, he was responsible for things that I definitely watched as a kid, and I could see an awful lot of the camera work and the camera styling of his father in this film and, and other films he's made since. I just wonder what you think about that and if you think he has learned a lot from his dad and that's where his styling's all coming from, whether it's something new he's bringing to the, the sort of scene. Yeah, I, I rewatched Juno recently and I noticed similar sort of styles. He doesn't like moving the camera too much. Yeah. Um, which I, I, I really like and he quite natural performances. Jason Bateman's in, is in Juno as well. Yeah. Mm. So he feels sort of comfortable uh, using the same sort of um, sort of people, and he obviously has a sense of humour, which I enjoy, um, which is sort of quite sort of dry and um, subtle. Um, but you know, and it has an element of fun to it, um, and uh, and a cast that I, I, I love, and and, I th and he leaves room for improvisation. Yeah, I think is in, in comedy is really important. It's not too sort of stilted. Um, there is a sort of looseness there, which I really like. Yeah. Joe, you're a director. What, what what do you make of his choice of? Because um, the, the very the first part of the film is very sort of traditionally almost Hollywood cinematic, and then it becomes more. It seems to come more and more indie. You know, as you, as you describe this camera movement, and you know, it becomes a bit more kind of wonky. He he, um, he changes it throughout. Well, what's amazing is in this film, um, it's amazing. He treats every scene differently, which I think yeah. is really interesting. Like, like the, the the wedding, he shoots like a home movie. Yeah, yeah, I was um, going to say that. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is really, which is really interesting. For someone like me, I, I like um, a lot of different types of filmmakers. Like, I like a lot of different types of comedians. So, I I quite like that you get varying styles in in a film. And you don't really sort of know, notice it as much. You know, he, he knows when to keep the camera still and he knows when to when to sort of, you know, go handheld. 
and I kind of I kind of like that. Whereas some directors, you get you know you get someone like Michael Bay that would you know go for a low angle and a high angle if there's a sort of intimate sort of dialogue scene. Um, you know, so I, I I quite enjoy that he sort of um, assesses the scene and then um, and then makes decisions in terms of the camera. Yeah, I mean, um, all the scenes seem very well very well thought out in that the way it's directed always suits the tone of the actual scene, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and I've 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 been there. You know, I've done have done some big budget sort of branded films adverts um, where you have a camera guy who wants to sort of get the toys out and do the angles and get the lighting and sometimes it's sort of unnecessary you just wanted to have a locked off shot yeah and that is quite that's quite a brave um decision sometimes i Um, think the sequence i enjoyed the most was at the wedding that was the bit of the film that i kind of leaned forward and thought i'm kind of getting into the film now yeah yeah well that was at the end end. (laughs) yeah (laughs) i also thought oh thank god it's nearly finished (laughs) yeah so Where's that guy with the balloon? Going? He hasn't appeared yet. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I mean, that, yeah. that wedding scene is is beautifully shot. And I must admit, as soon as I saw it, I thought, oh, he's gone to a home movie here. This is this looks like someone's shooting their own yeah. home movie video. And it, it, it works. Yeah, yeah, and there's a sort of, whenever when he's in his home, you know, there's a lot of nostalgia. Um, I'm, you know, I love a bit of nostalgia when he's yeah. going back to his old, old school. Yeah. Mm. Um, Brilliant. That's um, and and and, and me and the family and yeah. and there's sort of an awkwardness and um, and a real comedy there. I mean, it's uh, and it's really gentle and and, lo- and lovely. I think it's um, it's a it's a film you can sort of sit with a glass of, glass of wine. Uh, <laughs> um, he says um, glugging his glass. Of wine. Yeah. Glass of wine. yeah, is that just every night? Is it you? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Um, so let's talk. I guess if we're going to talk about the film, we've got to talk about the characters that are in it. Um, yeah. And yeah. I guess you've got to start with Clooney. Um, you've said already that you think he's the most gorgeous man alive, and he's full of charisma. Um, yeah. What do you do? You rate him as an actor. What do you think of him as, as an actor? I think he's a bit of a the school of Brad Pitt acting, yeah. where there's not a lot. Yeah. But you don't need it. You're sort of drawn to him. He's so charismatic. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. you know, I, 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 it's hard for me to say whether he's good looking, but I assume he's good looking. Um, <laughs> he, you know, he, he, women say he's good looking. And yeah, he, yeah, um, yeah. Um, but he's also, I think he didn't make it till he was forty or in his forties. So I yeah. like that. Um, mm. uh, and um, yeah, he's just, um, he's got a, he doesn't have to do a lot, which I love. And you saw, you are sort of drawn to that, which is probably why he's a you know, he's so successful. Yeah. Um, but he always, I, I like the way he played this character because it's sort of, he plays it quite smug. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's really nice because you ha- you sort of, you think this guy's a bit of a prick and he's sort of happy <laughs> doing that. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I was going to actually move on to. Because yeah. obviously the character of Ryan is the character he's playing here. Um, yeah, yeah. And he does come up as a bit of a prick. You're probably right. He, but his performance is very much... I mean, he sells himself as a public speaker during it. That's what he does when he's not firing people. Yeah, There's our two yeah. jobs to do, it, apart from anything else. But the whole performance he does through it is almost like a public speaker. Even, you know, the, the mono, monologue he does at the start, whenever he's talking to anyone, it's all very public speaker. Is that, thing his intention to make him just seem like a bit dull, I suppose? Or... Yeah, I mean, he's slick. He is slick. Mm. Um, and he plays slick very well. I think that's yeah. why it's, it, it is, it's well cast. I'm sure there probably wasn't a lot of acting uh, in, in, involved. Um, no. <laughs> he just moves very smoothly, doesn't yeah. he? And that sort of character, I imagine, uh, would. And it's sort of, you know, that slight sort of smile. And um, it's just, uh, it's, it's perfect. Um, and and you know the the woman that he meets is um, is is perfect for him, and that's a really plausible. You know, sometimes you just want something that's plausible um, and um, and believable, and and they that relationship really is. Um, and she's really sexy. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of comedy. I think comes out of him. Is, 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 
as you say, Joe, like he's, he's like uber slick and uber, you know, he just look, he's George Clooney, isn't he? In a suit. Yeah. And then there's this little moment where he has these little rugs constantly pulled. The women are constantly pulling rugs because she's either younger than him or, you know, or they're the ladies doing the things, you know, and it's his his reactions, very these subtle little gentle reactions, are, yeah. you know, that's where the comedy lies. They're, they are brilliant. He's a very good comic actor. Oh, he is, yeah. Yeah. Definitely good comic actor. Yeah. I, I could have also said Ocean's Eleven, I was thinking. Yeah. Um, mm. I kept keep thinking of films I could have said, but he, him and Brad Pitt in that. Yes. Oh. Well, there, were, there were definitely moments of... The, go ahead, sorry. I was going to say the best film was The Fox, wasn't it? The Fabulous Mr. Fabulous Fox. Fabulous Mr. Fox, yeah. 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 yeah, he's great in that. Yeah. And he was dressed as a fox. Yes, all the way through. All the way through. <laughs> Didn't break out once, did he? No. Well, fascinating film fact for you on that one. When they were filming or doing the sound for Fascinating for Mr. Fox... Um, they actually filmed it on a farm rather than a recording booth. And he did run around the farm doing all of the lines. So all the characters did act every scene. Did he really farm. eat the chickens? I don't know if he actually really ate the chickens, but they, they did run around the farm and do all of the voices on a farm running around and doing all the actions that they should have been doing. And then they animated it later. So there you go. Fantastic facts. Um, <laughs> I, I was going to say, because going on interesting facts again, he was... Clooney was actually the UN messenger of peace at the time that he was making this film. Um, and I just wondered if, if you thought that whole role of being a UN, UN ambassador to the whole of the world influenced the way he's talking in his, you know, what are you keeping in your backpack type speeches? Or is that just me reading too much into things? Yeah, I don't know. He's certainly <laughs> sort of confident... It's such a good performance because yeah. he's doing his, he's doing his, you know, his monologues, yeah. um, in front of an audience, and then he has these intimate scenes with this woman, and then this, and then he's the, he's the older guy, you know, and then he's having to um, fire people, and then he's got a boss. It's quite a demanding scene, really. It's a film, you know. There's there's so much he's got to do, and he's able to do it all, um, you know, really well, and not. You know, and, and, and keep that tone and keep that um, subtle performance. And there isn't a beat that's off. I don't think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I wonder. I'm sure that sort of really helped in terms of his um, performance uh, yeah. ability. I'm sure. Yeah. You have set up a way of life that basically makes it impossible for you to have any kind of human connection. There's lots of other characters, but the main sort of other three are. Vera Fominger, I'm going to say is her name's pronunciation, but I'm not sure. And if I've got that wrong, I've got it wrong. Who plays Alex? Anna Kendrick, who's Natalie. And of course, Jason Bateman as Craig. Um, I suppose the main two are the the two ladies. Um, What do you think of their performances in this? You know, have you got a. a, a, You've already said that you think uh, that Vera's gorgeous, but what do you think (laughs) about the, the the two main women in this, I suppose? It was now really cancelled. I, I shouldn't reduce it to just being gorgeous. It's such a, it, I mean, it's such an incredible ensemble. They're so well yeah, observed. This. Um, you know, uh, they they work well balanced, um, and but also they work really well alongside Clooney's character. They sort of challenge mm. where where he's at, and that's really important, I think, in a character. Um, you know, his his the ambitious boss. Yeah. Um, who, you know, and there, are, there are issues with sort of technology in it, uh, which are quite interesting. Um, yeah. And especially when it comes to sort of communication and technology, that's that poses all sorts of interesting questions, I think, with that. And the, But the, the boss sort of, the way that boss challenges um, Clooney's character is really interesting. And the same with the, um, with Vera's uh, character and Anna Kendrick's, character like Anna Kendrick's character it's so it's so good there's a little scene there's a scene that is so good she's so and I know people like that and I, and I think that's what's lovely when you can recognize um uh, people you know in, in in characters yeah I know people like that who, who are sort of really driven but um almost too driven and and there's a police police now yeah <laughs> so much going on <laughs> um yes yeah, 
she plays such a great character. There's a scene, uh, we, one of my favourite scenes, where they're sort of on a plane for the first time, and uh, and she's typing. And I think about it. It's a one of one thing I love about this film is there's so many scenes that I think about quite a lot, um, and th this is one of them where she's typing, and he, and that annoys him yeah. so much. Just that typing, so so sort of loudly. Yeah, I think he says something like, and it's quite a subtle dialogue. What did you do to your to computer for, for it to deserve this or something like that? Yeah, um, and it's um, and it's lovely. Just that says so much about the character. I think sometimes how you type says quite a lot about oh, yeah, yeah. Who, who you are. Yeah, she yeah. she does seem very angry in that moment the way she's typing, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. I think that's actually what he says. Why are you angry at your computer? I think it is. Why are you I, think angry I think that's the line. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Such a good line. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I think that's sometimes I love that sort of um, exposition without it, without actual dialogue, you know, without actual dialogue, just an action. My yeah. favourite bit of exposition is uh, is the start of Train Spotting, uh, where they just show the characters' behaviour by just showing them playing football. Yeah. Um, and mm. just by how they play football, you you know what they're like. Yeah. You know, Begbie slide tackles. You know, one of them's chatting up a girl. One yeah. Them's going a goal. You know, and you just go, okay, I know the characters um, yeah. instantly. And yeah. and that scene is a bit like that. You see her typing, and you think that's a great way of, sh of just showing a character just how yeah. how they type. Yeah. And um and and even with their luggage as well, like it's just a simple thing like seeing someone's luggage. You can tell what someone's like. Yeah. By just seeing their luggage and, and and seeing people travel, I find fascinating and funny and and interesting and and that's um. There's obviously a lot of that in the film as well. Yeah. Behind it all, there's an awful lot. It's about how people's lives are their luggage. I mean, his whole thing of you know what's in your backpack is all mm. about the fact that people carry their lives as luggage and what we should do to sort of get rid of bits of it. Um, yeah. I, I think also that there are interesting stages in their lives. Like, I would have, I think I probably watched this when I was mid 20s. Yeah, so I was probably her age when I watched it for the mm. first time, um, and and that was probably quite. Interesting. And you have you do have a sort of quarter life crisis, or you know when you leave <laughs> university and you don't know what you're yeah. doing with your life. They're all yeah. integral points in their life, I think. Um, yeah, where they're going through some sort of crisis. You know, even the company that doesn't know what it's doing with the technology. Yeah, you know that com that company is going through a crisis, um, and people are getting fired. They're obviously going through a crisis. So there's so much. Uh, uh, drama in there. Yeah. That, um, it's quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, but you've, you've kind of touched on already, going into some of the, the favourite scenes and things. I think it's probably a, a good move to move on to. Um, and I've kind of said it, that we're talking about the backpack as this story of, you know, what, what's in your backpack being, what Clooney's talking about and about how it's getting rid of the luggage of your life that you don't really need. What do you think the film's actually trying to tell us? Is there a, a message to the, the film? Is there a message to the story? There's so many. Um, You're probably right, yeah. <laughs> Three or four. <laughs> yeah, I think the main one um, uh, is, Clo is Clooney's situation. The idea of, and this is something I've actually just only thought about, as I'm saying, and it's interesting... Uh, now, because we, we live in a time where, you know, with Instagram and all of that, this idea of the perfect life yeah. um, isn't isn't what it seems. No. Um, and, I mean, for me, what I took out of it is this idea of sort of having the travelling thing, you know, and it, and it being exciting. What seems exciting to some people, um, there is another side to it as well. Yeah. I think. There's yeah. a scene where he does that, he does that speech. It's, it's quite important about the film, I think, where he's talking about the... He does the speech a couple of times where he's talking about what's in your bag, you know, yeah. basically. And I, and I found myself listening, kind of nodding along, going, yeah, you should get... You know, if, in a kind of an anti-consumerist sense, you shouldn't have all of these belongings, which is literally what he's saying, which yeah. I guess was yeah. way ahead of its time. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then the thing is, he, he is, he's talking about ditching these things, but at the same time, I suppose, in the film, he, what he gets is more luggage, which is this sort of surrogate family and... In Anna Kendrick's kind of daughter character, isn't it? And yeah, yeah. The wife yeah. kind of character, who's the, his yeah. lover, <laughs> um, which is more important than you know. Well, I, I think that's that's the the arc he goes on, isn't it? Yeah. That he he learns through 
finding this this daughter figure, I suppose, and a woman that he, he does fall in love with, that actually there's more to life than just what's in your backpack and just travelling as light as possible. Um, the, 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 the line, what's the line? There's a line that sort of sums it up that for me, which I think about quite a lot, is um, uh, how, how, I don't know exactly the wording, I don't want to ruin it, but how how enjoyable can it can it all be if you're doing it on your own yeah um, i thought about this recently some i'm sort of revealing quite a lot of myself here i don't That's know if good. i should say this but i got <laughs> asked to do some shows abroad and i did it and 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 i you know you put some photos online and people think it's amazing the job you do yeah and i was really lonely just really lonely mm-hmm. just being away from my family and i couldn't i just couldn't do it i found it really hard um and uh, and yeah, and that's probably why I thought about that film. And I yeah. think you know you think about that quite a lot when 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 you're away. And when you, I think people think that traveling on on your own is, is such a an incredible thing. But it's that idea of how fun can it really be if you're on your own? Yeah, I, yeah. I really identify with that. Yeah. Again, that, that idea. I think if I'd watched this film when I was twenty, I just wouldn't have gotten it at all. No, because I'd have just thought, you know, traveling, being on your own, having an affair with beautiful women. It's just <laughs> there's no there's no tragedy in it. It just it just no. seems brilliant. Where's the problem? Whereas yeah. later in life, you look back and you go, well, he hasn't got a child. He hasn't got a wife. He hasn't got you know. It's just a tra- It's just his life is tragic. But it's also. I mean, it's so, there's so many other themes. As I said, like I watched it when I was about twenty three. And, um, and 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 I think there's so much you can take from it. You know, is about sort of possessions, and mm. and um, is it is it about stuff? Is it uh, you know about what about what you want to do with your life? You know, um, and there is that all of those questions running through. I think, especially when it's the whole thing about being fired. Yeah, and think you know everyone, all these people keep getting fired, and and they're all having to question what they want to do with their lives. There's a lot of that in there. So I think it's it's a film that sort of stays with you because there's so many themes in there. Every time I watch it, you know, there's a scene or a line, you, you know, you get, you, you know, makes you makes you think and yeah. reassess, reassess your own life. Yeah. yeah. Talking of it, what what are your, your sort of standout scenes? Which are the the ones that mean something within the story that you think that that really moves the story on? That's the bit that you you need to watch that bit, that bit, that bit. Um. You know, there's the, there's the scene when they first have to travel together and they're, they're assessing their luggage. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he's taking out and he's taking out the the cushions from from her luggage. You know, that's, that's literally every time I go on holiday with my wife. <laughs> yeah. You doing? Get rid of this. Yeah. And that's sort of quite light and and, and, and fun. But that, that line is probably my favourite that I mentioned about that sort of stays with me about sort of travelling. And the importance of being being with people. Yeah, I, I made a film recently. Gary's uh, seen it um, about a, a comedian who died oh, on stage. Um, brilliant film. Um, thanks, mate. Uh, Incognito: The Life and Death brilliant on Stage. Film. Right. Um, and I think about it a lot. I think about his life <clears throat> a lot. Um, I can't cry on a podcast. <laughs> I have, gla- have a glass of wine. Um, <laughs> But he, um, yeah, he had an impact, I think, because he he spent time with people. Um, yeah, and I think um, I think that's I think that I think that's really, that's really important, and that, that really stayed with me. I think when we interviewed all these comedians, who so many comedians um, seemed to, you know, he made an impact with so many comedians, um, and I think that's probably why he really cared about people and, and, and having special moments and, mm-hmm. um, and and spending time with people and that that has the same I think the same sort of message in that line so I'd, I'd probably say that line is probably my favorite moment in the film right yeah wow. I think and I think it's a voice I don't know if it's a voiceover where he's in the uh, I don't know whereabouts it comes yeah but I think about it a lot yeah, there's, mm. there's there's lots of voiceovers through it that you get one at the very start and then there's a couple in the middle and then there's the, the bit at the end as well. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I mean, his voice was his voice is brilliant. His voiceover was just amazing, aren't they? George Clooney's yeah. voice. I mean, yeah, and it is yeah. a beautiful film. It looks you know these amazing aerial shots and things. Oh yeah, so yeah. yeah. He has got the voice that you'd, you'd love to have. It's one it's one of those people. It's like Morgan Freeman, George Clooney. If you had their yeah, voices, yeah, yeah. it'd just be awesome. Wouldn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Um, so. It's quite it, it's a complicated story, I think personally. I think there's quite a few stories there. There's lots going on. Um, you kind of talk about what your your standout bits are. It's got a an interesting end, I think. And I think the title. I was thinking about this earlier today. Actually, the title of the film's got at least three meanings to it. If you think about it, um, it's up in the air, which works with the fact that you know it's all about flying. But his job is to fire people. So he, he quite literally leaves people up in the air in their jobs as a, a sort of saying. But I think the final part of it, that, that bit at the end where he's looking at the, the board with all the places they can possibly fly to and he actually lets go of his suitcase for probably one of the first times in the film other than putting it down on the plane. Um, I wondered, and this is my take on the, the end of it, is he actually continuing with his job at this point? Or is he taking Natalie's advice from earlier in the film where she said, if I could get that many miles, I'd just fly away forever. Do you think he is leaving us literally up in the air at the end that he's just going to fly away? He's not doing this job anymore. He's, he's sick of it. Or what do you reckon? <laughs> Am I reading too I much? Don't know. I, I don't know. I cha- I've, I've changed my mind a few times about that ending in my head. I think he's just stuck in some ways, you know, and I do think about it like he's a comedian. Yeah. You know, I do think about it as, as, a, as a comedian who's been doing it for years. This is what he does. You know, this is this is what he's... This is all he's done. <clears throat> so I think he just wants to go back on the road. Um, and that's 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 all he can all he can do. Um, and I think that's probably what he's what he's doing because that's all he that's all he can do. Yeah. Um, I love the ending. Uh, yeah. Um, I love how he sort of helps her out. Yeah, it's almost like the film is a, is about them. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like what I don't know. If I mentioned it earlier, but it's like Dumb and Dumber. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It all comes back to Dumb and Dumber. Um, <laughs> you, you picked the wrong film. You should have yeah. Dumb and Dumber. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it's these two characters who sort of shouldn't be together. Yeah, that's always that's always interesting. Green Book, I, I would have. Green Book's probably up there as one of my yeah, favourites yeah. as well. Yeah, um, it's two sort of odd characters who shouldn't be together, and that's always conjures up yeah. an interesting, funny moment. Yeah, it is. It, I know it is interesting as a again, this intergenerational odd couple because I can't yeah. think of many yeah. inter. You know, yeah. they're, they're also different genders and different ages. I can't think of many films where that is the odd couple. That's interesting. Yeah. No. Did you yeah. know? I I only read this recently, but um, when, when we were doing the podcast, but in the book, up at the end of the book, at the end of the film is a guy's going off. He's got cancer and he's going off to he's got off to, to a, a hospital appointment, and it's revealed oh, right. the surprise ending is he's he's dying. Right. Um, that's not the film. And oh, that's wow. the end no, of the film, but, no, no, it's but, not just the end of the book. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. No, yeah. Uh, I wonder why they took that out. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> um, Don't know. Maybe. Been Think, think you of leaving a film on that note. I think that's a, um, that's a, a very dark note to leave it on. And certainly American cinema doesn't tend to leave its films on a dark note, or certainly at that time in America, they wouldn't. Yeah. So to leave it with the, the main sure. characters going off with, with cancer and we're going to finish it there. It's kind of... It's, it's, a already, a, it's already fairly bleak. With it is, yeah. It's pretty bleak. Yeah. Suicide at some point. And yeah. I, I would say the scene... With the woman that he's seeing, and he finds out that she's married, yeah, it's, be- it's beautifully done. Yeah, like, I don't even know if there's any dialogue in it. It's just every beat mm. is sort of perfect. He opens the, you know, he opens the door. She opens the door. They sort of look at each other. She, you know, someone, a kid comes down. Yeah, and then they sort of exchange glances, and then she looks sad, and he leaves. It's just like every beat. It's like mm. a beautiful short film. Yeah, on its own. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's lovely. You know, he knows when to use dialogue and when not to use dialogue. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's a kick in the gut when you get that. When you oh, see yeah. a bit of the film, there's a real kick in the. You're expecting yeah. a romantic ending. It looks like a. Yeah. 
Yeah. You don't, you don't see that coming. Is it? No, totally. If that was a Hugh Grant film, that'd be a very different moment oh, in the film. Absolutely, yeah. The guy at the door. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah. 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 So, I mean, th- th- that surprise ending, you were not expecting that at all. You thought that was going to be, he runs into her arms and that's it, they live happily ever after. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, lo- I love that it's not too, it's not too Hollywood in that yeah. way. Yeah. It do, I mean, yeah, because a, a typical Hollywood film would have them fall in love at that point and then happy ever after and Anna Kendrick goes off and gets a good job and everything's great, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't do that at all, does it? Yeah. It's the MFF Awards. Um, I think we'll do our quick awards section because I don't feel like Gary said enough, basically, so I think he needs to say something. Um, <laughs> so... I've got five awards. We've got five minutes left as well. Five minutes left, okay. Yeah. Five awards. Um, so, standout performance. Who do? Who was your standout performance and why? Um, I mean, I, I think all the performances are brilliant. You know, and they all go through a journey. You know, Anna Kendrick's character, she's not, you know, she goes from being quite uptight and, and, and then yeah. having to deal with the breakup. And then this lovely bit where they drug, they do drug very well, yeah. as well. The, see, that's really nice. And I'm, but um, you, you, uh, you, you have to give it to Clooney because he's done so. He's, he has he is carrying the film. Yeah, I think he's probably in almost every scene. Yes, um, I think he is. Yeah, pretty much. And as I said, he um, yeah he does everything. Um, you know, he really, they take him through the mill. You know, is that the phrase? Yeah. I think it is. <laughs> um, yeah, it's taking through the bell, and he's um, and uh, there, there isn't a beat that's off. So I no. would, um, yeah, I would say Clooney's Clooney. What about you, Gary? Who is it for you? His performance. Yeah. Um, I think that I think there's there is a there's a moment where they they do these little documentary kind of cutaways. They cutaways yeah. of people being fired. Yeah, and most of them are real people who are discussing being fired. And there's yeah. one guy. You keep cutting back to him. And he keeps sort of tearing up and his lips quivering. Yes. And it's real. It's the, it's yeah. almost so real, I think. It makes the rest of the performances look like performances. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah but that moment of almost of documentary realism when that guy is describing what it's like being fired is just, you know, incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to just stick in. I think it's, it's, it's Kendrick for me, to be honest. I think she's um, absolutely fantastic in this. I think she, yeah. she carries a lot of the the sort of weight of it. There's a scene, the scene where she's doing her first proper video firing and the guy's in the next door room <laughs> and he's tearing up oh, and she knows he's tearing up yeah. and she just can't yeah. do anything about it. It's her emotion level goes from there to, oh no, I'm upset now as well, back to, no, I've just got to get rid of him. And then back yeah. to, I can't do this job, which I just think it's an amazing bit of acting that, to go through all it's those amazing. emotions at once. It's amazing how he shows, reveals that the guy's next door. Yes. There's uh, yeah. a sort of slow track, I think. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, a, there's like a frosted glass window. Frosted glass, and you can yeah. see that the back of his head. He's just in the room. You know, it's yeah. so cruel. He's in the room next yeah. door. And, and then, then he actually he walks, walks out and he walks out past, past the, the normal glass window and they have awful. to watch him walk past. It's, yeah. yeah. Brilliant, but awful. Yeah. Which I think She's then. amazing. Her, her, her character is incredible yeah. and, I, and, and it's so unique. And I haven't seen many characters like that portrayed yeah. on film mm. um, before um, she totally embodies the character and, yeah yeah it's lovely yeah um, I think we've kind of we've covered favourite scene I think but what about is, have you got like a favourite one line or a favourite line I think you've already said it haven't you which was your um, are you yeah. angry with that computer thing or, or... <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to say about about the you know I can't remember exactly the, the wording of it how 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 enjoyable can it be if you're doing it on your own? Yeah, something something like that. Yeah, um, quite a poignant one. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing I think about quite a lot. Yeah, um, and and that's probably why it's one of my probably my favourite film. Sometimes it's my favourite film. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's normal. Every conversation with people about favourite films, like this is my favourite day. But if you ask me tomorrow, it'll be yeah, yeah, um, exactly. What about you, Gary? Have you got a favourite line? Um. I, I, I can't remember the lines. I, what I did like a lot was, and I, 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 I don't know if it's the director, or it was very sort of George Clooney where 
he has a moment where he's where he's, he's as I said before he's he's undercut so he's going to say something and he's quite kind of high status and he's quite sort of smarmy as Joe's saying and then yeah. he just kind of he's undercut and there's loads of those little yeah not no, it's not dialogue it's just that reaction there's a, my favorite one is they go there's a they're at the wedding there's free there's, there's a wedding and he and he's been carrying around this ridiculous board he's been taking photographs of yeah. as if it's, it's so important that he's traveled the world to take yeah. these pictures and he's yeah. got these pictures and he's going to put them on a board yeah and he goes to put them on the board and there's thousands of pictures yeah and just his reaction i think he, he thinks he's the only one that's done it and he looks up yeah. and he realizes that his sis, is it his sister or his daughter it's his sister it's his sister his board yeah. he's got this woman's got loads of friends who've been putting these pictures up and he just kind of looks at the board, looks at the picture, and he just, yeah. like, without any dialogue, his reaction yeah. is brilliant. It's all it's in actually, Fantastic it's, it's that moment that made me think at the end that he wasn't continuing with the job because all his pictures yeah. are just the United States, whereas all the other pictures are all over the world. And I wonder if he can see that and ah, gone, do you know what? I can do that. that as well. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, I say that. As, as a one-liner, my favourite one's just when Anna Kendrick turns to... Um, Alex and, and just says you know you're so pretty in 15 years I hope I look exactly like you <laughs> oh it's so good <laughs> ah, brilliant yeah, yeah, that yeah. one made yeah. me laugh a lot yeah. there's um, so many there's so many iconic like scenes but yeah. moments like it's a, it's a series of beautiful images you know yes there's some mm. lovely still shots yeah. of it. Like, I think there's one of like an empty empty office that's really powerful um, and there's really, there's a, it's really, yes, yes. It, it's really shocking when you see his flat, you yeah. see mm. where he lives yeah. for the first time. Yeah. Um, like I, I would say the, 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 the production design was, was brilliant. Yeah. Um, it's well. like a hotel room, isn't it? Yeah. 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 You even got mini drinks in the fridge when you opens the fridge door. It's like yeah. a mini bar. <laughs> I mean, I would say if you're a clubbing comedian, um, it's that life. That's very much the life of a clubbing comic. I think that's yeah. probably why it resonated so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, best cameo. I mean, I'll probably say Zach Galifianakis just because I love, I, I do love him. So yeah. you do, you, you know, he, and he does sort of have a, have an energy. There's a lovely moment where he just sort of like doesn't know what to do. He's been fired, which is, you know, it's you. I can imagine being in that situation, and and he just sort of like. <laughs> You know, swipes things off the table yeah. in a yeah. sort of fit of rage. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is, I mean, purely because I, I really like him, and I, I would say his film uh, that he did, Between Two Ferns, the feature film. I mean, that could be another favourite film. Yeah. <laughs> that is my favourite film. But yeah, his cameo is amazing. Yeah. Gary. Same. The same. same. Yeah, Zach as well. I can't say the same but Zach. And I think he should have been the lead. I think if he, he would have been, for my taste, a more interesting lead, yeah. that kind of, you know, loser yeah. kind of character. Yeah. But, uh, so I'm going to go completely left and go Sam Elliott at the end because I just didn't expect him to turn up as the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> He's always good. It's Sam Elliott. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How bizarre. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Um, final one then. What, what one thing do you think dates the film more than anything else? Mm. Or do you think Sorry, there is bro. anything? George Clooney no. probably looks exactly the same now as he did in 2000. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that a change. Yeah. Anna changed, Kendrick either. hasn't either. No. no. <laughs> um, More I mean, pro- pro- probably, probably the computers. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think when you show technology, it's always a risk, isn't yeah. it? So um, that probably um, that probably dates it. Uh, yeah. A little bit. I think in terms of, I would say sometimes it's it's an attitude thing, you know. The, you know, there's something he says about stereotyping where you think you probably wouldn't be able to put that in a film. Yeah, yeah, um, true. Um, which is, you know, a bit yeah. iffy. So that probably dates it as well. Yeah, the whole thing about follow the Asians down the, the customs route, yeah. I mean, I think the film was clearly well ahead of its time. It's quite, It was prophetic, but that's almost dated it. The idea that it would be extraordinary to sack somebody yeah. over the, over the, online... That, that would be an extraordinary thing. And then yeah. the, at the end, they go, we can't do that. Yeah. That's dated because that's how people get fired now. Every, you know, everything is Absolutely. on the line. So, well, um, even the way that, that video yeah. thing, I'm thinking, looking at this now, yeah. and if you look at the way their video system is set up and what we're looking at now on Zoom, it's, it's completely different, isn't it? Yeah. It was ahead of its time. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. ahead of its time, yeah. 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 
I would say, that from my point of view, one thing that did was the, the fact they're using BlackBerry Messenger, that they've all got Blackberries. Oh, yes. Who <laughs> uses Blackberries it. now? <laughs> I remember watching it and thinking, oh, my God, yeah, Blackberries, because they yeah. had a few years in there, and that was it. Yeah. How do you think the film holds up now? And it is, I've said about dating it, but it's, what, 11 years old now. How do you think it actually holds up as a film? It's more than 11, isn't it? It's, what, 13 years old. How does it hold up as a film? Yeah, like as we said, as we've sort of shown, it's, it's very relevant to yeah. now. There's so many themes that are, <clears throat> that I still, you know, you, you still sort of think about, um, and I think it will be relevant. I think it'll be relevant in many years to to come. There's a lot of themes that uh, you know that that are interesting and and that get you thinking and that resonate and and, and, and stay with you. So yeah, I would. You know, I watched it recently, and, and it still sort of hooked me. And, and and in terms of the humor, it doesn't it doesn't sort of date in any way as well. Yeah. The odd line here or there, and yeah. you know, um, but uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't really think it dates that that much. No. Good. Uh, is there anything we've missed? Is there anything that you've wanted to talk about in the film that we kind of we've glossed over, or you wanted to cover that we haven't? Even thought the about balloon. When does the balloon come in? The <laughs> balloon, the house, the dog, the talks. Yeah, dog, dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No. I. What would I like to mention in the film? I think it's nice watching it. It was nice. It was nice having to watch it, being forced to watch it again. Yeah. Um, and especially at a time where we could, couldn't really travel. Um, yeah. 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 Maybe that was. So, yeah, imagine all the people on the planes now with masks on in that plane. Yeah. 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 So, um, and I hope you enjoyed it. Yes, yeah. I did, definitely. Um, I'm not 100% sure I'd watch it again, but I did enjoy watching it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm really pleased I saw the film. I'm really, yeah, I'm really pleased. I was saying to, to Gavin Leon, it's a bit like book club where people sort of recommend books and you go off. And, I wouldn't have watched the film, you know, and I'm really pleased yeah, I had a reason to watch the film. Yeah. Um, I, it wasn't my favorite film. But I can understand why it would be. I can understand why. You know, I can see that it was just a taste. Yeah. It was a brilliant. It was a really good film. Yeah, very pleased I saw it. And I'd recommend people to have a look at it. Um, but I, I think I found the end. The ending I found challenging as well. I kind. I like a romantic comedy. It's just you know, that, I like a like happy, happy ending. ending. Yeah. I mean, there's there's elements of happiness. She, you know, she got a job. There is. I mean, the actual ending, ending. There's a bump, yeah. but then there's a little final ending, and the final ending is uplifting. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a lot to think about that ending. I think it leaves it very open as to what's going on with all of them, because you don't actually know what Anna Kendrick's job it is that she's got off to do. Just she's yeah. probably going to be all right. Um, yeah. Okay. There's a big question that I ask at the end of every episode, and I kind of give you a bit of a heads up on it. Can you sell the film to me in thirty seconds? 30 seconds. Yeah, um, ish. <laughs> this film uh, is is about everything. It will get you thinking, it will get you laughing, it will get you crying. Um, I, uh, it is about a, a, a man going through a midlife crisis, a man in a seemingly, um, you know, incredible job happy seemingly happy and 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 you realize by the end that he's his life isn't as beautiful as as it as it seems um and uh it stars george clooney it stars george clooney <laughs> it's got george clooney in it, it's got george clooney in it. Yeah. Yeah. that's fair enough i think you could have just said that and that would be great yeah. <laughs> yeah. thank you very much it's that i mean that's been a, a great chat that um is is there anything you want to plug sell um if there's not, then we'll just say where can people find you on social media, and we'll go with that. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, follow me on Twitter at Joseph Bohr, B O R because one of my, I think it's my pinned tweet. Um, you know, you can uh, you can watch and donate to um, to my uh, my feature film about uh, in Incognito, which I sort of mentioned um, that is kind of doing the festivals at the moment. Yeah. If you want to if you want to contribute to that and help it through the festivals, it's won a bunch of awards, but. Um, we're trying to sort of push it and get it out there. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. In which case, thank you. thank you very much for your time then, Joe. It was really, really nice speaking to you. Thanks to me. Thanks so much. Yeah, cheers. Right. Cheers, man. Thanks so Bye. much. Bye. Cheers, guys. Bye.
Thanks again for coming in, Joe, and talking about in the air. Next week on the show, we have James Rodriguez, a film critic, and he is talking about the very long film, Magnolia. Magnolia, a very long film. Very long film. I have a flask of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, the podcast isn't that long. So here is James's trail for that episode. You know those films about various different people who don't seem connected, but they actually are? This is one of the better ones. Think of it as a wide tapestry of fantastic characters played by such great actors. And it touches upon the way parents' actions impact upon their kids, how people yearn for love in the various forms it comes with, how we're all uncertain about moving forward when life seems hopeless and dark. But it's also it also manages to be funny and uplifting and offer real hope by the end of it. Also, as Alfred Molina. That'll be next week, talking to James about Magnolia. I think that's pretty much put that one to bed. What are you reckon, Gary? Yes, definitely worth watching, folks. Go and watch it. If you haven't seen it, watch it. And then we'll see you next week. Absolutely. From us, till then, bye-bye. Bye. Finally, thanks to Acast for hosting the website and to Max Smith for the theme tune composition. To get in touch with the podcast, remember that website is www.myfavoritefilm.com.